Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Girlfriend Network, where women stay connected with your host, Nicole. And Karishma, right here on the Love Zone USA. Hello, hello, and happy Monday, everyone. You are here on the Girlfriend Network um, on the Love Zone USA. We have a very exciting show today. It is How to Balance Business and Fatherhood After Divorce. And you know we've been talking business the past couple weeks here on the Girlfriend Network. Um, We have a special guest, Carrie Hamilton, who will be coming on later. Um, But as of right now, it's me, Karishma, and the lovely Nikone. How are you, ladies? I'm great. How are you? I am wonderful. So, I mean, I was telling Nicole, um, listeners, I literally was thought I was going to be late <laughs> to the show, and I was rushing and rushing to get home because I spent the last three hours at the spa, and it has. I am like so relaxed right now. I feel like jelly. Oh my goodness! Really, the spa? How nice! So you had a full body treatment. Yeah, you know, I went to, um, it's, it's this place in Tribeca, it's amazing, um, they do, it's like an ancient bath and spa, so you first go into one area that they do, like, they have all these different baths, so they have, like, a um, like a huge uh, sea salt bath, so it's like you're floating, like, as if you were in the Dead Sea, then they have one with jets to get, like, massages, and it's, like, they have a hot one and then a cold one, so you, like, just go tour around, and then I got a massage, of course. Um, but it was it was really just what I needed. Like, oh my gosh, if you're out there and you're thinking like I need to go treat myself, like please do because I just I feel so much better. Like I'm relaxed but not tired. You know, just like right. Well, well, that's funny because I've tried like the spa several times, like massages. Mm-hmm. I don't like them. And I'm like, really? what is wrong with me? Yeah, I just, I, I don't like them. They don't relax me. I don't really enjoy them. Um, what I do like the most, and I said, if I ever go back, you know, I'll just get like a foot massage because I love <laughs> foot massages. But, like, and it's so funny, Karish, because, like, I don't do nails anymore because for a couple of years, you know, I would go to the nail salon like every other woman. And, like, nails take forever, you know. And I'm just like, first of all, I don't have this kind of time. And it's not relaxing to me. I don't enjoy it. And then, like, the upkeep every couple of weeks, and then it's expensive. So I'm like, I'm just going to have raggedy nails. So my nails are raggedy, but I do enjoy pedicures. So... I think I just have a thing with my feet where I love to have my foot massage or a pedicure, but to have, now a stranger, like, rubbing on me, like, I've had several massages in different locations in different parts of the country. Mm-hmm. It wasn't working for me. So I guess I'm a weirdo. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I can understand that, but, like, yeah, I, I don't know what it is. I just, I love it. I I love the luxury, but I, I get that. Like, sometimes you could be a little bit creeped out by someone, like, constantly. It's the same thing. Like, my mom 
could not do it. My mom does not like, like, my mom couldn't sit there for that long. And I don't think, I don't even think she'd be about the swimming. I, this is the thing. I, I can't swim. So at first I was very skeptical. I mean, I know it's only two feet, three feet max, um, some of these bats, but like, so like, I can't swim. I don't, I don't, I had to go buy a swimsuit to go to this place. And, and I had, I had it and I was like, okay. And first girl, you should have seen me trying to float in the little dead sea bath because I would not let go of the railings because I was so scared that I was going to fall under and I can't swim. But um, <laughs> anyway, for all those people imagining that, it was quite funny to see my friend couldn't stop laughing. But anyway, right. I feel relaxed, so I'm very excited about the show. We're going to go okay. into our first song, which is Nice for What, and when we come back, uh, we're going to just chat more right here on the Girlfriend Network. I want to know who motherfucking representing it here tonight. Hold on, hold on. Louisiana shit. Murder on the beat. Something for y'all to cut up to, you know? Yeah. Everybody get your motherfucking roll on. I know Shorty and she doesn't want no slow song. Had a man last year, life goes on. Haven't let the thing lose, girl, in so long. You been inside, know you like to lay low. I've been people what you bring to the table. Working hard, girl, everything paid for. First, last phone, bill, car, no cable. With your phone out. Your phone not snapping like you Fable, and you sure know, but it's alright, and you sure know, but it's alright. That's a your reflection without a follow, without a mention. You really piping up on these niggas. You gotta be nice for what to these niggas. I understand. You got a hundred bands, you got a baby band, you got some bad friends. High school pics, you was even bad then. You ain't stressing off no lover in the past tense, you already had them. Work at 8 a.m., finish round five. Post all down, you don't see them outside. Yeah, they don't really be the same offline. You know dog days, you know hard times. Doing overtime for the last month. Saturday, call the girls, get them gassed up. Gotta hit the club, gotta make the ass jump. Gotta hit the club like you hit the motherfucking angles. With your phone out, snapping like you fable. And you're showing off, but it's alright. And you're showing off, but it's alright. It's a short life. These hoes. Your boy. I may. Watch the breakdown. Nobody looking like cinnamon I'm running shit right now I think I pulled a ligament Fashion killer, a liar, assassin That mom villain, Balenciaga bastard Got that melanin magic Brown skin popping Always fly, I stay in the cockpit I want it, I cop it Open the door, then lock it Hey, time for me touch the city Yeah. 
cause it's not fake I'll show you how to move in a room full of whole bitches He met me and now he don't even know bitches I see, you be on IG I'm thick, you sick, damn, you need an IV Show me your ID, cause I don't know you chicks You scared the heights, you know to jump off my dick Yo, what's up, y'all? This is Charlie Wilson, and you're listening to... The Love Zone USA, where you can listen to your heart, and we live and learn. and learn. Welcome back to the Girlfriend Network. It's me, Nacon, and Karishma, and we're going to bring our guest on, Carrie Hamilton, shortly. Hey, listeners, thank you for tuning in with us every week. Don't forget, we're on iHeartRadio. But if you want to call in and talk to us, call in at 347-539-5729. I always have to mention that we are on IG at the underscore girlfriend underscore network. Plug in, follow us, so you can see what's coming up on our future shows. So, Karish. Mm-hmm. Well, so we have some hot topics that happened this past week. Right? Smoking. Yes. <laughs> Pretty busy in the news. And we're only going to mention a couple of things because, like, so many things have happened in politics and yada, yada. But, you know, there's two stories that have really caught, it seems like, America's attention. So, first, we'll just mention I just want to mention R. Kelly. Because mm-hmm. we've talked about R. Kelly. We had a whole show dedicated to R. Kelly and, you know. Right. So um, he was arrested. How about that? What do you think about that? I, I mean, I think that we knew it was going to happen because I feel like any time it is out in the news a lot like that, and even though he thought he was, you know, I guess, um, what is it, like uh, like no one could touch him. He thought he was invincible. It wasn't going to happen that way. So um, I'm not too shocked that – Right. He got arrested, and I, I think that they're doing a good job. I just hope that yeah. the process, they can actually bring him to justice. So that'll be kind right. of what we're waiting on. Right. Yeah, they said he has, like, I don't know how many charges, up teen charges. I'm still, like, side-eyeing the whole thing because I'm still looking at the parents. Like, you got a part in this. His staff, whoever turned their head, turned a blind eye to it. Everybody has a part in it, and now I'm just laughing because they said he can't make bail. So I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. we'll just let your ass sit there then. Good. I don't think nobody cares that you can't make bail, right. so it's whatever. So, okay. So enough with R. Kelly because I think um, everybody's sick of him, and they just want to see him basically in jail. So like you said, I think that's coming. So the thing, Chris, that was really um, disturbing to me, um, mm-hmm. It really, really bothered me, and for other reasons, was um, Jesse Smollett. You know, so, of course, everybody's on fire. Everybody has a comment or opinion about this. Um, so, yeah, what he did, of course, bothers a lot of people for the obvious reasons, you know, because of 
um, you know, being gay, being African-American, um, you know, being a black male, yada, yada. We heard all the stories mm-hmm. about how that set us back. You know, it set so many different races back. It, it set back um, the L. I always say this wrong, too. The LBTQ. I know when they edit queer on the end, right? So it's like five. It's like five. It's like five letters now. But I'm going to tell you why I'm really pissed, Karish. And I even mm-hmm. made a post about it. And I don't really do, I don't get emotional, but I'm pissed off because I'm an aspiring actress. I go into mm-hmm. a lot of castings. Um, I claw, I dig, I scratch, I need any kind of opportunity. A lot of times the opportunities that I do are not always paid. I'm just doing it for the exposure, to put it on my resume, to network, to get 30 seconds of fame on TV or whatever the heck it is. So how dare this man have this opportunity and say, oh, I did it because I don't make enough money. I wanted more fame. I wanted more, I wanted more popularity. How do you feel about that? Like, is that not crazy? Um, it's just crazy to me. Um, because, look, I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve more money. Absolutely. Know your worth. And you may be underpaid compared to other actors on set. But, damn it, isn't that what your uh, agent is for? Like, talk to your agent. Like, your agent is supposed to negotiate salaries and um, the terms of your contract. So for you to say you did all this because you thought you were going to elevate your stardom and the show was going to pay you more, it's just ridiculous. So anyway, I'm going to pause that, and I'm going to bring our guest on because we could talk to Gary about this also. So Carrie Hamilton, look, I was on my soapbox. Welcome to the show. Good evening. <laughs> how are you? <laughs> I'm so great. Okay, how are to you? Say about that, Carrie. Good. Thank you for tuning in and joining me and Charisma. Welcome. So welcome. Before before we talk to you, my Carrie, pleasure. we like for our guests to introduce themselves and tell our listeners mm-hmm. about them. So can you do that? Okay. So my name is Kerry Hamilton. I'm a writer. Um, I use the writing handle for, um, for love and relationships as Renaissance Hamilton. Um, I've been writing probably for over a decade now just regarding love and relationships. Um, it is my passion um, because I believe that, you know, two people can be together and not have the same story of the, uh, you know, you hear so many stories about people cheating and stepping outside of their relationships and things like that. So I wanted to, you know, create a platform for myself to create, um, to basically uh, to talk about love and promote love and, you know, healthy relationships, you know, to my following. Uh, I'm originally okay. from New Jersey. I, I currently live in Atlanta. I've been here about 13 years now. Wow. And, um, Carrie, if you don't mind, can you tell listeners where they can find you? Um, you know, on all social media. Mm-hmm. So um, I, my handle that I use, Renaissance Hamilton, that's on all platforms. Um, Renaissance Hamilton on Facebook, Renaissance underscore Hamilton on Instagram, and RenaissanceHamilton.com is my official website. Okay, wonderful. Well, thank you again. Thanks. Uh, welcome to the show. We are very sure. excited to have you on. Um, we're going to you know, kind of dive in, talk about business through, you know, after divorce and fatherhood and all that great stuff. So, um, you know, 
you kind of talked about how you wanted to kind of get the message out there and started getting into writing. Um, growing up, were you always into that? Were you always kind of into the, like, writing down your feelings or giving people advice or kind of having those discussions? Well, you know, I was always, um, I, I think I knew what I wanted uh, since, I, since I was in the fifth grade. And I know mm-hmm. that probably sounds, you know, crazy coming from, you know, thinking about a person in the fifth grade, how old they are. But, I, you know, I grew up with a lot of dysfunctional relationships um, around me, including my mother who was um, in an abusive relationship, um, drug abuse, those types of things. So I didn't see a whole lot of, um, you know, positive images, you know, for relationships in my family or in my community for the most part. Um, but it's just something that I've always aspired to. I, I just knew that, you know how some kids, they may grow up and say, well, I became an abuser because I was abused, that type of thing. But for me, it was just different. I've always just wanted to be better and wanted mm-hmm. something more for myself. So, um, you know, when I was in elementary school, you know, girls really didn't <laughs> didn't get me. They didn't get me in high school either because I was way, I was thinking way more advanced, you know, way back then because I, I knew what I wanted so, you know, so early. That's pretty cool. Um, so did you use writing, you know, because you talk about you came from dysfunction family, um, you know, drugs. Yeah, read, um, reading and writing was uh, yeah. definitely so was like an a, escape, a escape, you know, from all right? that. Yeah. 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 So I um, I attended the, uh, the Newark Public School System. Um, I ended up going to a school called Arts High. Uh, it's for kids who are gifted with, uh, you know, acting, singing, artists, you know, whatever. And I joined the drama program there, and I met this teacher. Her name was Miss Brazell, um, and she got me into writing scripts and different things like that. And I, then I, and she said, "Listen, you really have a gift for writing. You, you should try to, you know, take some creative writing classes." So I did that in college, and then, um, you know, I started writing like little short stories. And then um, I guess the relationship writing kind of happened by accident. I was just, uh, you know, just writing on Facebook. And all these females would always come and say, and even some of the guys, like, man, like, you should do a book, you should do a book, you should do a book. You know, so I, I just kept writing and kept writing. And, you know, as I kept doing it, I kept getting better at it. Um, and I started getting a, you know, slightly bigger following for it. And then people would always ask me, could you write this? Could you do this? Could you do that? So I, I kind of stumbled upon it. It wasn't something that I would say was intentional. Um, but I also mm-hmm. found out that it was therapy for me in, in writing that, you know, especially going through divorce and things like that. I definitely, um, you know, coming up from, I definitely did not have all the right tools um, in my toolbox, so to speak. And so I had to basically kind of reinvent myself and kind of be willing to be open to learn and listen and reprogram myself, um, you know, to be a better individual, not just a better man, but a better individual. Um, and I had to pick up these tools. So, you know, we, we, you know, all of us, you know, we have these things in life that kind of hold us back a little bit or kind of damage us, so to speak. But, you know, even though we yes. go through that damage, we still have a responsibility to bring ourselves up to that bar, especially if you're going to be in a relationship because you, it's, it's, I mean, we can't control what happens to us as kids. But definitely as adults, we, you know, we can basically make better decisions to kind of find the tools that we need so that we can be successful in these relationships. Right. Okay, so so with you writing and you going through divorce, did you write about your divorce? Were you like an open book to people? Um, yeah, you put your out there, and okay, yeah, definitely believe in transparency, that. transparency because you know what? Okay, here's the thing: 
like a lot of people, if you ask anybody, and we probably have all been guilty of this, if we broke up with someone, the first thing we do when we talk to our friends, we, you Bash know, we, we, tell, we tell our side of the story, which kind of bashes <laughs> the person, as you would say. Yes, but you, you rarely hear people say, you never really hear people say, you know what, I wasn't a good listener. I was a cheater. Um, you know, I, I didn't, um, you know, understand, you know, what it took to be a husband or wife. You know, you don't hear people right. talk like that. You hear people... We we have been conditioned to be a victim, but I said, you know, I'm not going to do that. I'm not because look, I can look at you know whoever I was with and be mad at them for, you know, how they treated me in a relationship, what they didn't, what they didn't do. But ultimately, I'm I can't I can't control what another person do. I can only control what I do. So I could I chose not to sit up there and be bitter. I chose just to be better. I chose to say, look, I'm going to actually listen to what this woman was saying. That you know her her gripes were with me. I'm going to manage up that. I'm going to hold myself accountable. I'm going to change that. And that's what I did instead of just sitting there, you know, being mad. I've been in that situation, too, where I I did waste a whole lot of time before being heartbroken and just just, um, concentrating on how how wrong a person did me. And um, you you can really stay stuck there too long, and I'm just not about that at this point in my life. I just want to progress and be better. So um, I would write about, you know, the things that I did wrong. And the things that I learned, like the things that I didn't understand, like can I get can I give you an example? Yes, yes. All right. So when I was um I was married at 24, which I think is young, um with no tools, just you know what I thought a man should be, and you know mind you, you know I come from I'm from the hood, North New Jersey, right? So I had all these different guys teaching me things. They were not necessarily the right things. Some of the things they were just trying to give me the best parts of them, you know, whatever, whatever, right. whatever they considered to be the best parts of them, for whatever reason, they wanted to give it to me. And so I learned some things, and some things were right, some things were wrong. Um, but here's a perfect example. So I'm married to someone. Um, then right away we start having – she already has a six-month-old when I meet her. So I, I basically adopt that child. And then, um, you know, within 18 months, we have two more children. I'm working a full-time job. Um, I was actually working with one of your – someone who works on your show. Her name is Denise Duran. We were actually working for, working for the same company at that time. So we were all, you know, very young, um, working at this company in our 20s, and she's working hours. I'm working a bunch of hours. Um, but then I'm still expecting her, you know, to come home, to cook, to clean, to take care of the kids, do all this different stuff, which is, you know, very uh, wrong with me. Um, and then I'm wondering why um, we're not having sex, we're not, you know, communicating well, which we're not doing all this stuff. And, you know, I, I don't see the errors in my way. So the only thing I'm saying at the time is, listen, I didn't get married to be celibate, you know, but I'm not understanding right. that, the things, <laughs> that the things that I was doing or not understanding were, was affecting those other uh, aspects of that relationship. Um, and so... What I was doing was I was lumping everything together. I thought I was a good husband because I came home. I wasn't in the strip clubs, throwing away money. I paid bills. I provided. I took care of, you know, all the children, you know, as far as providing money and things like that and spending time with them. Um, But what I forgot to do was to date my wife. Like, whatever whatever it took to get the person that you were with, you need twice as much to keep them. That's what I was told. Yes, we need to. Yes. Yeah, and so by the time I figured out what my wrongs were, it was already it was already too late. We were already you know separating, and then we got divorced, and then it was just, we just never got back. So um, wow, you know, but wow, 
I use that. I, I, number one, I don't think anybody should get married before they're 30. This is my personal opinion. Um, I, I definitely think that because and here's why. Not not a man yes, anyway, why? because men, men, women, you guys mature a lot faster than we do. You guys already know what you want. But most men agree. at 24 years of age, they're just starting to find out who they are. They're not settled. So they're going to be flirting, having, you know, loose eyeballs and all that kind of stuff. Not saying every guy, because they're, you know, obviously they're going to be some exceptions. Um, so I know some people who got married at a very young age and, you know, they have good relationships. But for most men, I don't I don't think that's appropriate. I think that, you know, men got to find themselves, establish themselves financially, emotionally, because a lot of men don't even know. We don't teach men to talk about their feelings. We some some kind of way we teach them that it's, it's gay to talk about your feelings. So a lot of these men just, uh, you know, just going through the motions of a relationship and they don't have any idea what to do because they don't know how to talk about their feelings. So um, it takes time for men to develop. I would say, you know, closer to 30, um, men start to get a light bulb that goes off in their head, and they, they start to want more. Most men, not here in Atlanta, yeah. <laughs> most, most men everywhere else. But um, that's just my personal opinion. Wow. So we're going we're gonna to go into our next song, which is No Brainer by DJ Khaled. And when we come back, we're going to be chatting much more with Renaissance Hamilton right here on the Girlfriend Network.
You got your mind on loose. Go hard and watch the sun rise. One night and change your whole life. Fuck up, drop top. Let me backtrack a little bit. I would say um, 
the problem with getting married young, it's nothing wrong with getting married young. If um, someone is going to teach you and you're going to listen, you know, like, um, you know, we have all, <laughs> like I, I grew up in a church and stuff like that. And, and in church, they just tell you, get married, get married, get married, because, you know, you don't want to have sex before marriage. That's that's the whole thing, right? But right. no one is sitting down with young people and really telling them what marriage really is and what to expect, the ups, the downs of it. Like those vows, you know, they're very serious. I just think like, if, if you're going to be married and you have the tools, then fine. But if you're not going to get, if you're not going to take the time to get the tools, or if you don't know, then it's, that's that's going to be hard. Now, as far as the second part of that question, um, can people get suddenly? I definitely think people can get set in their ways. Um, you hear people all the time talking about what they what they won't and what what they're um, you know how they're not willing to bend inside a relationship. I want it just like this, and if it can't be like that. And I don't want it. And, you know, they have a right to feel that way. But um, I definitely think that relationships are are going to require that uh, two people bend for each other. And compromise is, like, the biggest thing. Um, um, I think that if, you know, people can bend and compromise for each other, um, they can definitely make it. But, you know, if you're going to be set in your ways, that that is definitely a, a downside of dating later. You know, people, because they've been through so much already. They've been through, you know, the shenanigans and the BS and, so now, um, you know, when the new guy comes and the new woman comes, you know, they got to work twice as hard to win this person's yeah. affection because this person is just like, right. no, nah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do this. Anymore. I'm not going to let my guard down at you so easy. Elder Payne. Because I've been hurt. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, or, you know, we, we mentioned this on this show um, before, Carrie, but it's really funny because sometimes it's the opposite effect, too, where a woman, let's say, who has never been married, they may have this long list of demands. You know, I want him this tall. I want him to have a job that pays this amount. He got to drive this. Right. He can only have so many kids. But then as you get older, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, your choices, you know, in your pond get less, some of those things on that list start to disappear, you know, where maybe, right. okay, right. he had a full head of hair. Well, okay, I don't care if he's bald and gray now, you know, so... Mm-hmm. But what, 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 you know, what do you where do you where do you think these um you know these things um these things come from anyway like you know someone told us that okay I'm I'm tall by the way I'm six three but that doesn't mean that every guy has to be six three like what what's good true. if he's six three but he treats you like trash but I mean I know right. he probably has to be a little taller than you I get it you know when you put your heels on the things but does he, does yeah. everything have to be so you know I I think what it is is that people care more about the perception of what other people think about who they're with Absolutely. than whether or not this person can make it. Oh, happy. definitely. Oh, my goodness. You just hit it on the head. And when you were talking about, um, you know, earlier, um, the first thing that ran through my mind, um, we were talking about marriage and it's forever. And look, like, it's so different now. You know, you got social media. Cause we talk about this all the time. Do we not correct? Like, people are right. on airs for the book or for IG. It's like, you know, don't get fooled Mm -hmm. into what people are posting because a lot of times it's lies. And the other thing that's Mm -hmm. crazy to me, because of the world we live in, social media and reality TV and all this ratchet stuff that's going on, I remember, like, look, um, Carrie, everybody in my family, all my elders, from all my aunts to my grandparents, they got married probably when they were 14 or 15. 
And right. it really is death until they part. You know what I mean? And I'm talking about they've been married until they died into their 80s and their 90s. Whereas today, it's like, oh, wait a minute, Carrie, uh, yeah, I don't like the way you pulled your socks. You know, you know, we're not <laughs> grooving. We're just going to get a damn right. divorce. I'm over it. You know what I mean? Right. We're, I, I just don't think wedding vows are taken as seriously as they were years ago. Everybody is like, we can get married, but we know we have an out. You know what I mean? Whereas before, right. it's like, it's no. Not forever. Right. It's not. So that's the problem, too. They go into it with, a, with an exit strategy on reserve. I would love him. I would love her if they do this for me. If they can't do this for me, then it's not real love. So, I, you know, they, they already have an escape plan. So, you know, when they're saying those vows, <laughs> right. it's really just words to leverage people. And then on top of that, not only do you have social media in the ear, you know, the, you know things like Housewives of Atlanta trying to show you what makes a uh, you know, right. successful. Oh, you got to have this kind of house and all that kind of stuff. But also you have the destruction yeah. of social media itself. Like you go out to dinner and you see two people sitting across from the table with cell phones in their face. Like put the phones down and have a conversation. You know, back in the day, you know, I'm 42 years old, by the way. So I, I'm blessed that I was born, in, you know, in a time where we didn't have cell phones. So you have to learn how to, you yeah. can text everything. You know, you have to sit there and nope. work on your Nothing. interpersonal skills and learn how to communicate. <laughs> Right, or with a beeper. I think that's like the most right. we had with the one four three, and we had different numbers for calls. And <laughs> right. you know, that's really funny because I mean I'm guilty of it too. We're all guilty of being caught up in our phones and social social media and texting and emailing. So I'm in a relationship, and one of the things that my boyfriend instituted from the beginning. It's like, look, we're, we're together because we're both very busy. We have very busy lives. He's an entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur. So when we spend time together, it, it's very precious. So if we go out to dinner, he's like, that phone has to be away. Like, you can have right. it near your person in case you get an emergency call from your son or, you know, a loved one. But you are not going to be spending time on your phone while you're sitting across the dinner table from me. And he instilled that very early in our relationship. And, you know, um, I really appreciate that because we're still old-fashioned people. I mean, we text throughout yeah. the day, but we talk several times throughout the day, too, via telephone. And I'm so yeah. glad he's like that because, you know, I just read something where a lot of dating and stuff is done, like, through somebody's DM. I'm like, what the heck? Like, it, it's just crazy how it's just different. It now. is. It is. Yeah. People have uh, they have disagreements, and then next thing you know, you got a, a long text message, just like you know, a book. <laughs> when the two of you right. sat down and just right. stuff that, and you know that like, you know that no one's read, probably going to even read all of that, you know. So, um, and, and you, you also, know, a lot of times couples don't feel, or there's people out there that only feel like, oh, you know, you have to proclaim it on Facebook today and with a picture that you love me or that you wish me a happy birthday. And if you there don't get a picture and you just sent me a text or did something really nice in person, it's not the same because you didn't acknowledge it online. And you know how people say, like, it's not official until it's Facebook official. And it's like, okay. when did that, it's like, what? It should not be official until you know that person in real life. Like, no wonder it's yeah. real. So I got this um this article that's on, um, and I, I agree with what you're saying because, you know, I, I guess it's different for different people because I've also seen relationships crumble because they want on social media, you know. Somebody mm-hmm. sent somebody a DM to tell someone something that they didn't know about this person or something like that or, you know, whatever. 
And now, you know, the thing is, if you if you want, you know, a successful, healthy relationship, some people are saying keep it off of social media. On my website, mm-hmm. I got this um, article that I wrote. It's called uh, Love and Smartphone Technology, and it's just talking about all the things that we're talking about now. Um, so if you guys get a chance to check that one out, check that one out because um, I think yeah. that, you know. Sure. Well, wow, definitely check that out, yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, as we were talking, we are talking about, you know, today's show is really about kind of continuing um, how to kind of balance business and fatherhood after divorce. So we, ta- we talked about all the reasons why, you know, relationships can fail in the, you know, in the early stages and things like that. And mm-hmm. as, as you know, you progress, you meet somebody, you get married, you have children, you live your life, and then you have to kind of separate for whatever reason. Nowadays, it's it becomes a lot harder, I think, for some people to pick up their life because, again, if you were living life very, you know, influenced by social media, you don't want to show anybody your weakness or you kind of right. play it to something that, oh, you know, it's cool, I got it all together, I'm fine, I just needed a minute to get over it. Um, and yeah. that is a big part in your life, whether, you know, you were unhappy or it was a shock or whatever it was, it's still a lot to rebuild. So, you know, what are your thoughts on that? As well Man, as I've been through it. It's it, it tough because um, there's so many things. Like, um, for example, um, child support. Right? That's a good topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most men, most men and women, they're so angry. You know, when they're going through the divorce uh, process, that the man is probably not <laughs> smart enough to work out something with that woman before he goes on child support because it's going to make your life harder because now you're in the system. So just so you know how they do child support, they don't look at what you – they just look at how much money you make. They don't look at what you got going out. In the, they don't take, like, debt-to-income ratios and say, oh, he has a car, no, he has rent, he has this, he has that. They don't. They can right. care less if the car gets repossessed, but the car might be the only way you can get to work if you're in a place like Georgia, just for example. And so I, I went through all of that, you know, got put on child support, got a divorce, Next thing you know, cars repossessed, just started a job. Now I'm walking back and forth to work, getting caught in the rain. It's like so much, so much stuff. It's just like when you say, God, can it, can it, can it yeah. ever get any worse than, you know, what I'm going through now? But you have to still be resilient and you have to, um, I, I hate to say it because it sounds so cliche, but you have to have a positive attitude. You cannot sit there and mope. You got you to gotta figure out how to get your stuff out of that. You got to start looking for solutions. You have to start looking for a second job or whatever it is. Um, the, the problem that the courts, the problem with the courts is that they don't care. They only care about the money. They, they're not necessarily concerned with the fact that now that you have to go get a second job to take care of whatever else you got going on, that now that means that if you're working on weekends, you have less time to spend with the kids. So that is very, very tough, and you're going to have to be creative. Right. And, you know, so as of now, like when I'm not at work, you know, I do my best um, to be with my children. Um, of course, I do a lot of FaceTiming with them and in person too, so to make sure I'm staying inside the loop, but, you know, I try to tell people, you know, before they get divorced, you know, really consider right now, like, you just don't like this person, or you may feel like you hate this person because you're in your feelings, but there's a bigger picture that you don't see. You don't, you're not, man, if I would have known that one one day I would go to go pick up my children and another man would come to the door and his boxer smoking a cigarette, you know what I'm saying, I probably would have thought that through because... Those are things you don't think about. Well, what about the next person that this person is going to be with? Are they going to be around my children? What happens if I'm not there to protect my daughters? You know, when they start getting to a certain age, they start developing from people like R. Kelly. 
and other, you know, just regular neighborhood boys and things like that. So, you know, like when, now that I'm not inside that home, I miss out on a lot. You know, the, the right. money is one thing, but time is irreplaceable. So I always try to tell people, make sure that you go through counseling first before you get that divorce because you are going to have trouble balancing, balancing that and, and um, you know, being active in those children's lives in a way that is um, responsible. You know what I'm saying? Like you, It's like it's normally either one or two ways. Either you're providing a whole lot of money and no time or you got a lot of time and, and not enough money. So I think a lot of people struggle with that. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, people got to get out of their feelings and do what's best for the children, the children, the children, the children, if there are children involved now. If you're lucky, not to say lucky enough, but if you're in a situation where you don't have children, you know, it's still hard, though, because you have to, you know, you have been in a relationship with this person for X amount of years. You do everything with them. Your Sundays go a certain way. You might go to the farmer's right. market. You might come home and sit on the couch and watch movies and eat food, whatever it is. Now you're doing those things by yourself. So for me, that was that was very hard learning to be by myself. Um, I kept trying to date, trying to date when I wasn't ready, and I would end up back by myself. So it wasn't until basically I got to a point where I said, you know what, I'm just gonna go ahead and trust the process, learn how to be alone, heal, because I want to be I want to be right for the next situation going in. I don't want to bring all of this nonsense and baggage there. I want to give the person I'm with a fair handshake. And if I can't give them a fair handshake, guess what? I'll just I love that. Yeah, so yes, that's, that. that that was hard. You said a lot, and that, that's good. And me, particularly, I am one of those women who recognize I never thought, like, the court system was equal or fair to men. I have a lot of male friends that I know that were good husbands, good fathers, and somehow, you know, it just went left in the marriage. And we women, we are very vindictive. And, you know, my cousin is just going, he's going through something like that now. Great father, career man, but, you know, with Mary, but it just didn't work. You know, she had some mental health issues. It just didn't work. So, um, you know, they decided she asked for the divorce. And now that he's basically moved on before her, oh, man, she is giving him the business. You know what I mean? Like, She's sabotaging his relationship. She is keeping the child from him. She is doing all sorts of stuff. And they finally, you know, had their final court date. And they finally, you know, my cousin got some resolve. But that even took, like, over a year, which is crazy. But I always said it's not fair because he's a good dude. He always provided. He was a good husband, good father, and, you know, even initially before the divorce and the, the child custody stuff was worked out, he was only getting to see his child, you know, once or twice a week, if that. And he was still, yeah. you know, at her mercy a lot of times. And she was still playing games, you know. So um, you're right. I don't I don't think it's fair. I think it's well, on, the, on the flip so, side, though. On the flip side, you have a lot of uh, men who don't take care of their responsibilities. So the judge is doing this yeah. every day, all day. Right. And they got way but more know, of those cases than they got of the good guys. So when the good guys like yeah. come in there, they don't even listen I to know. what they have to say. But I know. They don't even it's listen. Still, it's not right. It's not right. Like, yeah. punish the bad dudes. But the good guys, my God, give them some help. Because I think about that, too. If you're, Because some of these, like, what, child support... Like, it's ridiculous. It's like it could be half of their check or more. 
um, from when yeah. I was mm-hmm. working in HR when they had to get their wages garnished. And I know these were men, there's a couple of men in my company who were in their, like, 30s and maybe early 40s. Like, they physically went back home to live with their family until, you know, they could get their ducks in a row. Because they yeah, they're not afford missing. to live on their own. Yeah. The system doesn't have a debt-to-income ratio calculator because basically what it is is that the government gives the state $1 for every dollar that they collect, and the whole thing behind it is if we can keep the men on child support, we can keep the mothers off of welfare, which I understand that thing. Mm. But still, you, you, if a person has a car, you know, because they were married or something like that, they got a car note, they got a mortgage or whatever they got, they should, they should you know, be able to still – Consider those things into the fact that before they just start taking money, they say, "Oh, you make um, you know, sixty thousand dollars, just for an example, and you know, you got to pay this." And you're like, "Okay, well, well, what about this car note? Like Georgia, for example. Let me give you an example. You are you guys in New Jersey? Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm so you guys, so you guys know, you guys, you know, you know, when I lived the Bay, I didn't take you know advantage of it. You know, bus systems go everywhere in New Jersey. Every fifteen minutes is a bus. Two right. zones, three zones, take you everywhere. In Georgia, yeah. it's not like that. Georgia, the buses run once per hour. They, you know, take you, wow. the end of the line might not be the end of the line for you. And there's just some jobs that if you don't have a car, you cannot get to. Wow. Um, there was a story down here, this, this happened in the national news, where a guy was a truck driver. He, he was a truck driver for a living. He told the, um, you know, his, his um, the truck driving business that slowed down. I think this was around uh, 2012 when things were kind of slowing down a bit. It slowed down, so he wasn't getting as much work, so he fell behind on the child support. Um, so, you know, he mm-hmm. called the, the children's mother and said, hey, it was like tax season or something like that. He said, listen, could you allow me to claim the children because, you know, um, child support is going to take the money and give it back to you anyway. They'll reinstate my life, and, and then I'll be in a situation where I can go back, um, you know, start making money. Well, the mother said no. Um, the hmm. guy ended up losing his apartment. He was sleeping in his car. They were looking for the car to repossess it. Um, of course, hmm. his driver's license was still suspended, so he couldn't go back to work. Now, how does that make sense? You're going to suspend the driver's license of a person that needs to pay child support. How are they going to How right. are they going to pay the back child? Like, why is it? Why wasn't like not a a case review to sit down with this guy to figure out how they can right. help him? But instead, they they suspended everything. Well, this guy snaps, he drives up to Douglasville, Georgia. He drives it to Douglasville, Georgia. He kills the children's mother. He kills two of the children. The neighbor's kid was in the house. He killed that. Now, I'm not saying that's right. Of course, it's absolutely wrong. Um, and then he killed himself. You know, one of the kids lived, um, but he killed everybody and himself because um, basically he felt like, I guess, the child support put him in a situation where he was homeless. So, I mean, that, that, that shouldn't happen, you know, but it's going to be a long time and a lot of debating before they can actually, you know, fix that. Um, right. The best thing I, I tell men to do is just wrap your mind around it. Go get yourself a second job and go grind. That's the only thing that you can do. You know, sitting there feeling sorry for yourself, getting depressed, and waiting to get evicted or get your car repossessed is, is counterproductive. You know, get out of your oh, feelings. No. If, it, if there are oh. any men listening, get out of your feelings. Go get a second <laughs> job and do what you got to do. You heard it from Carrie. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back. We have a guest for Carrie that wants to ask him a question, and we'll be right back. All right.
When I need to lead the weapon against the challenges of love, I'll call on the Love Zone USA. This is Danny Glover. Welcome back, listeners. We are back here on the Love Zone USA, the Girlfriend Network. Thank you. We are vibing with Carrie. We got a lot to say, a lot to talk about. We're not even going to have time to talk about everything that I wanted to discuss with you, Carrie. But Okay. We are going to bring in a caller. He's been waiting patiently. He has a comment or a question for you, and it's Casey. Sure. Casey, are you there? You want to talk to Carrie? Hello? Hey. Hey, Nicole and Charisma. I think hey, you guys are having me on again. Uh, hello. I always enjoy talking to you guys, and and I really appreciate you guys having me on. Carrie, it was a uh, um, – it was pretty um it was pretty good listening to you um until you speak. Um uh I was jotting down notes. Um you know these guys know that I jot down notes every time we call. Um <laughs> you have some very interesting topics. Um one of the things I you know what, I wanna make um I kinda wanna I kinda wanna get my point of view, but then I wanna ask your um and then I wanna ask you a question kinda like sure. your perspective because um I was you know, and I'm not too much older than you. Um I'm one like you know, just for like, like a few more older, a few more years older than you, but yeah. your thinking is 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 very parallel to mine on a lot of things that you were talking about, as far as like you know, um, you know, not bashing the other person, and we all know that that's the kind of like the the victim versus the villain. Everybody always makes themselves to be the the victim versus the villain. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> uh, you know, you know, you, you know, even like some of the things that you were talking about, as far as like you know. You know, learning from mistakes, and uh, but the one thing that caught my my attention because I I like to be real short. The one of the things that caught my attention is the is the um, is the is the um, like a person that shouldn't get married uh, before they're um, before they're thirty years old. Now, I would think that there would be like an exception to that, and let me just kind of give you um, my point. And then you know what, you know, and then I want to hear your points. So from like my point, um, my point for you know whether somebody is is younger than thirty or even older than thirty, I think what happens is that a lot of couples go into a relationship and they're not really they're not really looking at the whole picture. And just like you said, right. you know, people get married because you know what, you know what, traditionally that's just what they're told to do, but not going to look into the whole picture. And, you know, and, and at the time when I got married at the age of like 26 years old, I didn't have a whole picture, but over the years, I kind of, I kind of built the list of, of kind of like what the whole picture should be and the focal right. point. And I just want to list my eight, not going to detail, but just list the eight. And then see what would be a um, full picture for you. Casey, we don't have time yeah. for eight. We only have time for a couple because we got to wrap in a couple of minutes. So you got like we got like uh, one or two minutes. You got to make it quick. So can okay, you well, narrow it down to a couple of pointers? I'm gonna go over my topics. I'm gonna go over my topics. Um, what would be in a in a relationship though, like considering like the whole picture where people should have a focal point? What do you think that? That should be. Um, I would say I would just say here's a here's, uh, just quickly the five love languages. I think that's a good place to start. 
I think a lot of people don't understand what understand love language, and I think if you know, if imagine if you had someone who understood your love language and knew how to love you the way you wanted and needed to be loved, not based on what they think that you need, but what they what they know by learning you. I would say that would be a, fi- a, a fine place to start. Now I'll go ahead and retra- backtrack and say I don't want to put an age on. I'll just say that people should not um, get married before they are ready. Like you know, imagine if you went on a job and um, and uh, I hired you for a job, and I just said, "Okay, oh, hey, go go ahead and get to work." You're looking at me like, "What? Like, there's no training? You know, you would prepare for everything else in life, but you don't prepare for marriage. Like, people need to be prepared for that to understand, you know, what that is, ups and downs, um, and how to sustain one a healthy relationship. It's not like you know, romance novels. It's not. It's not like that. So that that will be my. I would say start with the five love languages, and also you know. Talk to older people and get perspective, and you know, you know, just try to learn how to, um, you know, how to love love someone the way they need to be loved. Wow! Thank you, thank you so much, um, Casey, for being on the show, and thank you so much, um, Renaissance, for being here and you know, giving us your knowledge. And if just once more you could give us, um, you know, all the details to your social media and where we can find you. For the listeners, yes. um, thank you again. Yes, uh, Casey, you can DM me at um, I'm at Renaissance underscore Hamilton. R E N A I underscore Hamilton. Right. And then also RenaissanceHamilton.com and also Facebook is Renaissance Hamilton. Okay, got it. Well, All right. thank you so much um, for being on the show, Renaissance. We hope to have you join us again uh, here on the Girlfriend Network. And thank Anytime. you, Casey. Anytime. It was for... really a pleasure. Yes, come back. Uh, thank... We're going to have you back. Yes, please come back. Okay. We have a lot to talk about. Um, yes. So thank you, listeners. Thank you, Casey, for being online. And, Nicole, until next Monday, have a wonderful mm-hmm. week. All right. Thank you, guys. Right. Bye. Have thank a great you. night, everyone. Bye-bye. I let my wife write the will, I pray my children outlive me I give my daughter my custom dress that she gon' be litty Vintage pieces by the time she hit the city, yeah Vintage frames, I see nobody fucking with him Pretty thug, got that third ward, hit me Sir, ass it like his dad, shit is trippy Twinning, uh-huh. blue and blue, me solo my fitting Sitting, the bay with a big yacht Sipping Yamazaki on the rocks Went to Jared, I went to Shaw out in Perry. Yeah, you fucked up the first song. We had to get remarried. Yo, chill. We're keeping it real with these people, right? Lucky I ain't nah. kill you when I met that bitch. Yeah, I know how I met her. We broke up and got back together. To get her back, I had to sweat her. Y'all can make up with a bag. I had to change the weather. Move the whole family west for this, whatever. In a glass house, still throwing songs. Over. Watch the song.
Photoshop is real life. 